Hello, and welcome to The Embargoed, the only podcast that gives you the unvarnished truth about the world of technology public relations. Our aim is to go behind the headlines to tell you what's really going down and have a little fun in an industry that often takes itself too seriously. Every Thursday, we touch on the top stories of the week, dissecting the worlds of technology, business, politics, pop culture, and whatever else we can examine through the lens of public relations and corporate communications. We promise to be honest, straightforward, and mostly irreverent. We'll never bore you with details about which company announced what, unless, of course, we really liked the what. Mr. Low production value hit the wrong button again. So, <laughs> kind of a glitchy start there, Dave. Yeah, I, I suck at it. We're gonna when when we get our sponsor. Yeah. Um, any major PR agency or PR software firm to come help us out with production by anyway, donating just to be clear, thousands any, of dollars. That wants to donate to the pod, that's uh, we're, we're accepting. <laughs> I'll, I'll take yeah. it. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. So my apologies, David Oro here, Kevin Wolf, my co-host. Thank you. What's up? For being on the show. Yeah, so let's go. Today is Thursday, June 24th, isn't it? I got the wrong date on my notes, okay. but yeah. yeah. So um, listen, by the time this, this thing goes out, we're going to have something very exciting. We are, we, we've got new, um, we've got a logo. We've got a yeah. design and yeah, everybody's going to do that. And we've, we've been putting it on the web. So for people who've been uh, seeing us do this for the last six months, we're, Finally, getting our act together to be professional. So, it's like a cobbler's, cobbler's shoes approach to this point, right? We just kind of threw something out there, but I, I kind of like the, uh, I kind of like the new look, man. What do you think? Yeah, I, I like it a lot too. And so, if you guys have any feedback on the logo, send it our way, and we'd love to hear what you think of it. You know, and there's a prize for anyone who knows the the genesis of the logo, right? Like we got like a, I don't know. We got well, you can't you can't the tell them, Kevin. Huh? Uh, I'll have to admit, I soft sounded it with some friends and nobody sneakies. knew. Let's see oh, if that, our guest knows. We'll ask our guest. He's a smart guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, the two people I shared it with were like, "Oh, that's I know where that's from." Oh, so, nice. Okay. All right. So today we have a guest, and Kevin, I'll let you introduce our guest today. So we're going to spend some time. We've got a lot of fun stuff. So we've got our guest, and then we have some cool games that we always have, uh, and it should be a good show. I'm looking forward to it. Me too. All right, let's do it. So uh, I want to introduce Jordan Share. Jordan Share. Jordan, are you there? Say hello. I am here. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Thanks for being here. Jordan Share is uh, he's just an all-around good guy. I think that's that's the proper introduction. But uh, his day job is vice president of corporate marketing at OpsRamp, and OpsRamp is uh, it's an outstanding software company in the digital IT operations management space. Uh, Jordan, as a quick point of background, rejoined OpsRamp earlier this month from Stack Infrastructure, 
data center company out of Denver where Jordan is based. Uh, Jordan was also at OpsRamp for, uh, what, Jordan, four years, give or take, prior to, to going to Stack? Yeah, so, yeah, almost four years. Almost, almost four, four years. years. Yeah. All right. And you've got a background in, uh, in SaaS marketing, and you've been a consultant on the marketing side and a copywriter. And uh, I don't know, what, what else do you do, Jordan? What, what, what's, uh, what do you do for fun, man? What's your, uh, what, what are your hobbies? Uh, you know, I sit around and I, I wait for uh, our phone calls every week, Kevin, and that's one of my hobbies. I, oh, I yeah, Jordan's my client. Oh, Jordan, yeah. Jordan's the first client that we've had on the show. Yeah. Uh, victim number one. Uh, we're going to put him through the ringer. Actually, what we're going to do with Jordan today is, uh, you know, I, I think we spend a fair bit of time on this show day beating the hell out of, out of press. And that's not really intended because, you know, that's how I make my living. It's how we make our living. And uh, thank God for the press. And uh, as I've mentioned on the show many times, I'm a big believer in press and objective press and and their gatekeeper and, role. But and today, you subscribe and you subscribe and pay for it too, I do. don't I you, Kevin? I pay for a ton of press. I, yeah, I actually go. wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, but today we're going to put the shoe on the other foot, and we got a client on the phone. We got a, an in-house marketing uh, representative, and uh, and and he's gonna, you know, he's gonna shame us. He's gonna tell us what we need to do better. Uh, what we're screwing up, uh, maybe one or two things we're doing right, and we're going to get his perspective. On, uh, I, I, I didn't sign up for this, up. Kevin. I didn't sign up for this. Tough shit, man. You're, <laughs> you're, you're, you're just we're going. So it's <laughs> on, uh, and and that's what I want to do. I want to I want to talk to Jordan about you know about PR, how he sees it, how the in-house folks see it, because I, I honestly, you know, I got I got to tell you when I uh, so I started out in in this line of work in 1995. And I was on the agency side for, uh, I don't know, three or four years before going in-house. And when I was on the agency side, I always thought, you know, why the hell are these in-house uh, clients not getting back to me? Like, don't they know that PR is the most important thing in their lives? Don't they know that they should be paying full attention to all of my communications? Why are they not getting back to me? Why is this not priority number one for them? And then I went in-house uh, for a few years, uh, I was, you know, in-house uh, at a software company. I had the reverse experience. And, you know, it was, I, I, I realized, I was a, you know, a young guy in the industry at the time, but I finally realized that PR is just one aspect of, of the marketing function. And, you know, we fit in and it's an important role, but, you know, it's just one part of it. So, uh, you know, Jordan's going to enlighten us on, uh, on how PR fits in and, uh, and a bunch of other things. I, I am also, I, I don't think it's going to be that vicious, David, but I am also, um, I want to talk about this logo that you guys have got cooking. And I want to tell you that uh, if you have a logo and a podcast, that is 90% of startup marketing right there. So you guys should, <laughs> you guys should have your own tech company by now. Right on. <laughs> Join the Valley and go raise around if you ask. Yeah, yeah. So C CDA so money, baby. That's what we need right now. Jordan, 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 do, do, you know the, uh, do you know where the logo came from? No, so I haven't seen the logo. So this okay. is the first I've heard of the logo. Oh, yeah. So we, I'll, I'll show it to you really quick. Let me see if I can pull it up quickly. I, actually, I know where to put it. Um, so anybody who wants to follow us now, we also have a Twitter account. It's called uh, at The Embargo. So The Embargo, just spell it out. And this is us right here, Jordan. That's our logo right now. Wow. Wow. So. That has got so many layers. <laughs> we, got, we got a logo. We've got a logo, we've got a, a podcast, and we have uh, a Twitter account. I think a we're Twitter 5% of the way. Yeah, where do I check? 
Yeah, yeah. Check. We got a tagline too. We got a tagline too. Punching stodgy PR in the face. So yeah, all day, every day. Yeah, there we go. Um, All right. So, uh, Jordan, um, thank you again for joining us, and and I, you know, I appreciate it. And it's uh, you know, it can be an awkward thing. I think if uh, if we weren't uh, if we weren't such a good guy, you know, to bring a client on the show and and. I really do want to hear. I think David wants to hear. I think people who listen to this podcast, and there are a few of them out there, I think they want to hear, you know, what uh, what clients want from their PR people. So, uh, you know, can we uh, can we ask you a few, you know, questions and get some honest answers? What do you think? Uh, I, I love honesty. Um, mm-hmm. I'm as a as a corporate marketing guy, you're going to get corporate marketing honesty, which is like seventy percent honest. <laughs> <laughs> but, but hopefully, that's enough. <laughs> I, I think it's a it's a good starting point. Uh, so uh, let's see, Dave. Do you want to take the first uh, the first question? I'll let you go for it. I'm okay. gonna I'm gonna All follow right. your lead there. All right, fine, fine. And, and I, I don't want you to lose a client based on my questions. Okay? No, so. I, you know, I don't know. It's, it's possible. I, I guess it's possible. But uh, I, you know, between Jordan and I, we know where most of the, uh, the the bodies are buried at the companies he's worked with the last couple of years. I feel like I'm pretty safe, but that is the uh, truth. All right, Jordan, so give us, let's start at the beginning. Tell us how you got into this uh, tech marketing thing. Uh, when did you begin working uh, on or learning about tech PR and what were your initial impressions of the tech PR industry? Yeah. So a uh, great question. So I'm not a PR guy uh, by, by background. I'm an agency guy like you, Kevin. Um, I worked at, in advertising for a number of years Worked as an advertising consultant for a number of years um, and took on tech clients during that time. And, uh, you know, over the years, I, I cobbled that into bigger and bigger, uh, like, locuses of responsibility, right? I, uh, I got hooked up with a number of startups and, uh, you know, there was a startup in, I don't know, about 10 years ago uh, in the financial data uh, sector that I, I got hooked up with uh, called Idacity. They were a SaaS platform for financial data. Um, help them get off the ground. And then um, after Idacity, I got connected with this Silicon Valley startup out here, OpsRamp, and they were uh, in their early, early, early days. And the great thing about a company in its very early days, and I'm talking like employee number six or seven, um, before we raised any rounds of funding, is that they need, they just need help. And uh, it's like they want generalists. And at the time, I was a great generalist. You know, I did a lot of stuff. I had a, I had a very shallow knowledge, very wide berth. And Jack I of think, all trades, master of none. Kind of that's, thing. that's me. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you're a warm body. We'll take you. And uh, <laughs> so I got, I got connected with this company. Um, and, uh, you know, we were lucky enough to raise a bunch of money and go to market. And, uh, you know, over that, over that time, since I joined the business, you know, I've had to deepen my skills in certain lines of business. And I mean, to be perfectly honest, the reason uh, I'm in corporate marketing today is (laughs) I hate to do this because I feel like I'm kissing a little bit of ass, but it's a lot from our relationship, Kevin. Like um, the, the opportunity that we've had to work together and the value I think that we've driven for the business where I'm at now has you know, it's, it's helped me, it's helped me in my career and it's helped the company. And so, you know, I kind of feel like, yeah, for sure. I kind of feel like um, when I have got promoted through the ranks, it's a promotion that I have gotten from the work that we have done together. 
I appreciate I, that. I, yeah, it's God's honest truth, man. Like, and I think the success of that, the, like the reason I have been successful, it comes from two things. It comes from one, um, right place, right time. And, and second of all, because I have a background in consulting and I, I kind of have been in your shoes specifically, um, I feel like I have a different relationship with the people that support me. Um, I feel like I listen to them a lot. And I just have, I have to get hooked up with some smart people and I'm able to listen to them and put that plan into action. So I don't doubt it. You know, well, David, that, that, that's the biggest testimony I've ever seen, man. Like, I need, I need, I need, I need like some sound effects for puckering up and kissing now, and hugging and all that. Yeah. yeah don't, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. He talks too much. He talks too much about baseball. He talks too much about, about his kids. I know all of this. Have you heard him go? Have you heard him go off on the teachers' unions? Oh, I, I have heard that too. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much all I've talked about. For the last but, hey, hey, Jordan, I, I want to digress a little bit here. So you know, Ke- you know, Kevin and PR does an important role. I've had many relationships like that, right? So there's people like you that are. VPs of marketing or marketing directors, they move on to another company, they're needing some help on PR, they reach out to me. And next thing you know, it's like years down the road, we're, we're still working together, because we've helped each other succeed, right? Um, are there others along the way? I'm sure you've had these other relationships, or is this, is this one unique? Are you carrying people with you wherever you go? When I see some marketers, they bring in their team of people, yeah. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Then others are just come in and take whoever they have and clean out. What are your thoughts on that? And, yeah. you know, how do you expand on that? That's a great question. I think you've got to be good at both. Uh, yeah. You've got to have like people you trust. Everybody has their team. Um, and marketing is, is famous for this. Like a new CMO comes in and just lays waste to the existing infrastructure and brings in their own crew. Right. Um, but, but I think that really to really truly be successful is you have to work with the tools you're given and then you have to um, implement the tools that you have when you have the opportunity. So, uh, you know, everywhere I have gone, um, I've tried to bring in my team of Kevin's where I can, but the reality is that, you know, you can't, it doesn't always work that way. So it's a question of like management and it's a question of resources. Um, I'll give you a great example. So uh, previous job, uh, I was at this, company stack infrastructure. I was the first marketing hire um, and they had nothing. And so I had the ability to bring in a whole team of consultants. I had no headcount, but I had tons of money for um, uh, support crew. And so I was able to bring in tons of consultants. And luckily, you know, because I came from this world of consulting, I had a really good stable of consultants um, and was able to bring Kevin and a host of other people. And that was really flexible. Now, previous to that at OpsRamp, um, they had a lot of existing infrastructure and existing infrastructure in, in India, as a matter of fact, and that, that infrastructure is relatively untouchable, right? It's, it, they, they bring a lot of skills to the table that you can't replicate in the U S and, um, you know, they had a, like our, our CEO definitely has strong roots in India. And so that team isn't going anywhere. So then the question becomes, how do you make the best of this, you know, global organization that, um, has a whole different business dynamic and is not going anywhere. Mm. I think, I think some of the challenges are the same, which is, you know, you listen to your team, you figure out where their strong suits are, you enable them, you, you offer empathy, you, you know, give them the tools that they need. You get, 
you get out of their way for their to be successful and you see what happens. Um, so. so, so that's a, that's a good rundown on, on skills. You, one that you left out, which I, I think you have uniquely, and, and I think it really plays into the PR function is uh, diplomacy. Hmm. So Dave, I don't know if I ever mentioned this, but um, when Jordan joined OpsRamp for the first time, he was working for a head of marketing who I had worked with in the past and, and didn't have a great uh, experience with. Uh, he's a good guy, I'm sure, but we just didn't hit it off. It wasn't smooth. And I was, you know, I was concerned that I wasn't going to be able to work with OpsRamp uh, because th this guy was, uh, was leading marketing. And Jordan came in, I think, I'm trying to remember the sequence of events, Jordan, but you came in after I was already engaged with OpsRamp. Um, but in any case, Jordan yeah. comes in and, and he says, hey, look, I I'm going to be I'm going to be in the middle here. And you won't have to work directly with that person if, if you're not comfortable doing it. And I still think we can be successful. And, you know, we, we did that for, I don't know, two, two three years probably. Yeah. And it's because uh, you were, um, because of your, of your diplom, you know, your, your diplomatic skills, your diplomatic yeah. skills and your ability to be diplomatic, I guess, to, to make it work for all parties um, yeah. And that's, that's something that PR people deal with all the time. Cause we're stuck, yeah. you know, hey, between press and clients, you jo know, we've got to do that same thing. Jo Jordan, can you be that interface between me and Kevin, please? <laughs> I was going to say, David, the one thing, here's the one rule you got to live by. The only thing worse than life with Kevin is life without Kevin. <laughs> that should have been the tagline for the show. That's a missed opportunity. I told you this guy was good, man. That's, that's yeah, yeah, that's true. I can tell my wife as a matter of fact. I'm not sure she knows right, that. That's right. Um, you know, one. the thing is, the, the thing is that the, at the time, like Kevin was bringing in so much value and I, I would have a hard time replacing him uh, for our organization. It was like right fit, right time that uh, I wanted to do battle with my boss to make sure that we kept him on board. And that was the sword that I had to fall on. Yeah. Appreciate yeah. that, man. Yeah. You know, it, it, so it, it, it's, it, like I said, it's very similar to this role that we play on the, on the PR side. And I, I'm always curious, right? So, and I've, Dave, I don't know if you know, I've had this explicit conversation, but I, I have asked other people in the industry and Jordan, I'm curious to get your take and Dave yours too. Yeah. From a PR perspective, who do you think our client is? Do you think we work for the Jordans of the world, in-house marketing directors, marketing VPs, uh, or do we work for the press? One of you want to take that? So I, I, I sense that frustration from you all the time, Kevin. I think that you are struggling with that question. Uh, I think, I think that you like the real skill is being able to work for both. The real skill is being able to listen to my bullshit about, Oh, we got to get in the journal. And you know, uh, our, our SME, our subject matter expert only wants to meet at this particular time and only wants to talk about this particular topic. And, you know, we can't get you an article back in time and yada, 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 because we think that we're paying the bills. Right. And then you have to, at the same time, go over to the journalist and, and, you know, get them to like us even when we're extremely unlikable <laughs> and nobody at OpsRamp, you're not, you're a bunch well, of likable guys over there, <laughs> men and women. Shut your face. But I, rec I, do, I do recognize that at the end of the day, the press doesn't give, it, give a shit about me and it's my job to help you make them give a shit about me. 
Mm. And it, it's like the usual, it's like dating, right? You got to be available. You got to be nice. You got to be welcoming. You got to work on their terms as much as you possibly can. Um, and eventually like you become so popular that the, the, the press will come to you and, you know, but I, I guess I work, I've always worked in these companies where that's not the case. So um, I kind of think that the, the best PR folks recognize the shared goals of both sides mm. and are able to play the balancing act. So let's turn that around a little bit. I'm going to move on to the, the next question that kind of goes into that. So for your bosses internally, right? So there's Kevin's asking, who are we working for the press or, you know, the company, but there's also, if you just keep it in house, who, what are the, what are your bosses asking you in terms of what they want from uh, PR? And, I, and, and that's maybe you, the CEO, the head of sales, the product manager, whoever it is, what are you telling them and how are you delivering on those expectations? Cause that's, that's a big thing. You push on Kevin and you've got to set expectations earlier internally. How are you doing that? Yeah. I, so I think at the end of the day, a company hires me because they want their company to be, to be more valuable. And that means a couple things from the PR side. One, they want to feel like they work at a big company where the press is just beating down their door. And so I, they like to see volume, volume of coverage, constant drumbeat, whatever's happening. Like they're a part of these uh, conversations in the trade publications that they read. That's number one. Number two, they want someone, a prospect, a customer, an investor, their buddy, you know, um, at their neighbor who lives next to them. This is the CEO to say, oh, I read about you in blank. Right. And so if you can accomplish one or both of those goals, you're doing your job for them. That's the, that's the easy, the high level, you know, 50,000 foot goal for PR. For me, right, I look at, um, I try not to look at the bullshit vanity metrics that I think PR is full of, gross impressions, readership, I, you know, that kind of stuff doesn't seem to matter to me much. It took me a long time to learn that, but it doesn't seem to matter to me. Um, I do pay big attention to great relationships that we have at the press. Um, if I know that we have enduring relationships with certain journalists who are on the right trade publications, that's freaking great. Hmm. You know, every time we do a release, if I know that I can get in the new stack, you know, new stack is a great vanity pub for our, our company. We love appearing in it. It targets our readership. And if I know that we are always going to be able to get in there because we have a great relationship with the new stack, that's awesome. That's what right. I want. Yeah. What about this notion of, you know, you hear a lot of companies take on this, you know, everybody's using these days. I just came out of a meeting, totally un, uh, not tech related. It was in tourism, but, you know, um, the person there was showing an org chart and there were some changes in the org chart. And she says, oh, I want to go over the narrative of our organization. <laughs> this word narrative and telling the story and building a story over time for a certain company beyond just, Hey, here's a product launch. We have a narrative. We want to keep telling it. Do you push that? Is that something that you focus on as well? Yeah. Yeah. Strategically. Yes. Okay. Um, at OpsRamp, we are constantly struggling with our own business narrative. You know, we, we change it a bit. Um, and uh, I think that, how public, this is a great question, how public relations plays into that narrative is terrific because, go back to my previous example, getting constant press in the new stack 
is a different narrative than getting constant press in IT Ops Times or Channel Futures or uh, a number of these other publications that we tend to get press in. And so uh, when I think about what kind of company we want to be, I have to think about what publications we want to appear in and what stories those publications are telling about us. Um, so, you know, and it's probably the earned media to me is one step below customer references in terms of the truth of our narrative. And mm. what I mean, what I mean by that is, I guess, you know, there's the story that your customers tell you about your platform or your, you know, your company. So a customer uses us for blank. And, you know, that's the true nature of the, 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 the business value that we offer. And then there's how the press view us. And I always read these, I, I read these articles and, and the, the journalists really, you know, they try to sum up what our platform does. It's so fascinating to me because they know the world and they're doing this for us for free. And they often tell us the truth about how we are. And it, it's mm. really fascinating. So, mm -hmm. so I got a couple of thoughts on that, but, but I wanna go back to something you said, like kind of the, the role of PR. So, um, as I mentioned, when I was on the outside, I was on the agency side, I thought, you know, PR was all that mattered or was the most important thing to marketing uh, folks in-house. And I, you know, I kind of had a different perspective once I got in-house myself. You talked about, you know, having customers uh, that tell your story, uh, create that narrative for you. Explain to me where, explain to us where PR fits in the hierarchy of marketing functions. Yeah. How important is it? Especially, you know, you, you work at a SaaS company. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't call OpsRamp a startup, but, you know, relatively early stage, it's not a public software company. It's not a, not a public company. And, and I think a lot of people that might listen to this show would, would be working with or for companies in, in around the same space, not all of them. But I'm curious, like in a company of your size, where does PR fit in to the marketing function? How important is it relative to other things? And you yeah. know, what are your yeah. thoughts? Yeah. And Jordan, before you get into that, I just want to jump add to that. It's like a lot of times we will get it's all about lead gen, right? Which yeah. I think is a digital marketing thing. So get me this hit, <laughs> right? In the newspaper. Talk, talk to us about that. And yeah. Yeah. So um, you know, what's funny to me, we're the same way. Uh, internally, it's a hundred percent about demand generation. Um, mm -hmm. we're hyper focused on it. We got to drive leads. Um, and what I notice is that uh, we do drive leads and some of those leads don't convert. And so we spend a lot of time driving a lot of leads at the top of the funnel for a smaller amount of leads at the bottom of the funnel. Mm. And I take a look at that from my perspective. And I think, well, doesn't that show that our brand could be stronger? And doesn't right. it show that, you know, you drive a bunch of leads and they learn about the company and maybe they don't find what they're looking for when they learn about this company. And, mm -hmm. and maybe it's, that's a function of the brand. And so obviously you're talking to a, a biased client here, but I think that brand and, and PR, and when I talk about PR, I'm thinking earned media expressly. I'm not talking about content strategy or blog or anything like that. It's earned media. Um, I think that the more we can do to improve our brand and our earned media awareness, the more effective our lead gen is ultimately going to be in driving those leads down the funnel. So mm. even though demand generation is the, is the golden child and earned media may get a raw deal, I think there is eventually, maybe this year, maybe next year, the year after, going to be a pendulum swing where folks start to take a look at their funnel and, 
and look at how how they can change the effectiveness of that funnel and earn media plays a big role in that. That that's great insight. I I hadn't heard it explained that way because usually it's a marketer or somebody pounding their fist saying it's all about demand gen, it's demand gen, and we're like you know we we like to say you know it's air cover that we're providing, but it's really helping brand building, right? And yeah. then the brand actually uh, improves the quality of your lead gen. That's what you should be looking for. I'm not yeah. going to drive 1 million, uh, you know, a thousand pieces of lead gen for an article, but I think, you know, out of that thousand, instead of getting 10, you're getting 50 to a hundred good leads probably. Yeah. Think yeah, about no doubt. That. I'll tell yeah. you what though, you know, Dave, you're right about air cover. Um, I, I don't know if I ever told you uh, guys is I, I, you know, so my name, my business is TGPR, but it started out as tool guy PR. And <laughs> I don't know if I ever mentioned did you, it. Did you? I did. I did not know that. And he, he, he had a belt and a hammer when he showed up. And that's all I wore. <laughs> I, thought was, I thought he was referring to his personality and like, <laughs> uh, well played, well played. Um, so, so, so here's the thing though, right? So when I started out, I had this idea that, you know, the, the, um, the main role that the PR person person should play is to enable sales. And, uh, and the, the content that I help create, the, uh, the press releases and the case studies and the bylines and the, uh, and, and the articles that we get, those are all sales tools. And so I was the guy that was going to help you get those sales tools. And so I was, you know, I was the tool huh. guy, so to speak. Uh, and, and so I, I do believe, uh, I do believe that's, that's still true. And, and I think brand but on the other hand, like you say, like there aren't a lot of examples, if I'm being candid, that I can point to that say, hey, we got this article in this publication. And as a result, such and such company bought my client's product. It just doesn't really work that way. So while I kind of started out with and, and still remain you know, of the belief that what we do is all about creating sales tools and sales cover and uh, whatnot, I, I, I'm not sure that it has like a natural corresponding effect on, on revenue. And, and I think you know, there's, uh, there's a lot we can probably learn about how we measure PR as a result. Um, yeah, it's not direct. There is no, it's very, it's very difficult to quantify, to make a direct correlation. Um, and especially difficult to quantify for the people who run marketing these days who are dimension focused, product marketing focused. But I would say, so let, let's take a look at, let's use a company example, right? There's a company out there who does all dimension and zero PR. And that company may drive an exceptional number of leads. But the fact is, is the customers, the leads, the prospects do a lot of self-education on their way to becoming, you know, qualified opportunities, right? Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. if you don't provide the tools that they want for that self-education, then how qualified are those leads going to be? And that's, great that's this great company point. example, right? Um, second, and then you have second company, company B company does all PR and no demand generation. And I would be willing to bet that a company that does all PR and no demand generation will see more opportunities, not a ton of opportunities, but they will see more opportunities in the pipeline that convert to actual sales than a company that, than the first example. Mm -hmm. That's fascinating. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't know if there's any way to, you know, to play that out, but I, I think that's a a great question. I wonder how that would work out. I mean, 
I, I think you're probably, I think you're probably right. I mean, you can get a bunch of people to sign up for a webinar if you give away iPad, iPads or something like that, but how, you know, how qualified are those leads versus yeah. people are seeing articles in various trade pubs and they're going, Hey, that, that speaks to me. They've covered my problem. They've identified my need. Uh, I'm going to go to their website and, you know, click on a piece of gated content. Yeah. It's like, it's or, like, it's like blindly buying like a trade show media list. You know, there's customers there, but you don't know which ones actually walk the show floor and which ones are just regular model exhibitors or PR folks like us that aren't interested in buying your product. So. Yeah. You don't know who's going to sit through you. So you do a webinar. You don't know who's going to sit through it. You don't know who's actually going to be listening or have it on in the background or whatever, or yeah. who's, who's ultimately qualified. But I guarantee there's a readership out there that reads TechCrunch. Yeah. And if they see a mention of you in TechCrunch, like that starts the funnel. And so uh, it, uh, I, again, I'm biased about this, but I, I just feel like PR is a uh, qualified source of leads in that way. They move sales along in the, in the pipeline. You can't have a business without it. It's tried and true. You better invest there. So, you know, uh, I, I don't want to keep going on. Well, it's really a great conversation. So <laughs> keep it going on. So, have you ever had a time when you're like, oh, our PR spend is too much? Have you had to defend it in any way? Well, Kevin has cons consistently proven him to be proven himself to be a great partner. So there's there hasn't been a whole lot of question in our business. Yeah. Um, I have I have seen it in the past. So here's here's where it gets weird for me. It gets weird when there's an agency that walks in that spews a bunch of vanity metrics at me not a huge fan of those vanity metrics um, and takes on a bunch of services that fall outside of the purview of earned media. I have a personal philosophy that I hire consultants for what they're excellent at. And I hate, I avoid one-stop shops in a big way. Um, they're just not great at it. And so yeah. when I, I have used PR agencies in the past, who try to come in and say, Oh, we'll build your landing pages for you. We'll manage HubSpot. We'll do your LinkedIn or your social. <laughs> no, no, no. Right? We'll do it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and here's a retainer fee on a monthly basis. Uh, I end up hating 80% of what they do and loving 20%. And so yeah. why, don't I, why don't I just hire folks for that 20% and let them be excellent? And then yeah. I will figure out how to bring it all together in-house. Yeah. Smart. Smart. Uh, I love that. So I feel like we've spent, you know, 20 minutes or so talking about all the good stuff that PR can do or, or, uh, or can provide. So, so why don't you tell us, um, Jordan, what we can do better? Because I, I really think that matters. Um, I always want to hear it. Uh, and I yeah. think people who listen to this show do too. So give us a couple of examples of things that we can improve at from your perspective as an in-house marketing lead. Yeah. So the, the, the agencies that have not been successful, it's such a cliche, but they have not been successful because they don't understand the business. You know, businesses are nuanced. Businesses have, in addition to like the promise of our product and what our product is supposed to be doing, there's a lot of internal politics. There are ways of getting things done. There are, you know, there's history of the company and a lot of agencies just don't spend the time to to get to that. And I'm happy to sit with consultants and agencies and educate them on this stuff. And, you know, I, I love it when we can have an honest, candid conversation about what they don't know. That's great. Um, but too many agencies come in, and, you know, and, <laughs> and I get mansplained. I get mansplained about my own business. Right. <laughs> and I hate it. I hate it. Yeah. Uh, so, so that's problematic. Okay. Um, 
it's problematic to make commitments that you can't, you're not accountable for. Right. Right. So it's, again, it goes back to this honest, candid conversation about what's achievable. Is it achievable for us to get in the journal? Is it achievable for us to get a certain number of hits on a product launch or, or whatever? Um, if it's not achievable, I'm much happier with that answer because I can hold you accountable to that answer versus we're going to hit this mark. We're going to find you a spot in some big pub and then you don't get to it. I, I don't like that. Um, you know, uh, what's great again, go back to Kevin. Like I learned a ton by working with Kevin, um, because I didn't know much about PR and Kevin knew a ton about PR and I listened to this guy and I watched how he worked and it was, it's, it's probably the right mix because the other thing about Kevin is that, uh, I would, I would give him these bullshit, you know, pie in the sky goals that we want to hit. He would never tell me, no, we're not going to get in the journal, but he would say, okay, let's figure out a plan together to get to that place. And it's not going to be tomorrow. It might be in six months, but here's what we need to do to achieve that goal. Um, and we would sit down and we have that kind of a conversation. I like that. Um, I also felt like he was always thinking about our business, even when we weren't talking. Mm. Mm. All oftentimes these agencies come in and they only think about your business when you're on the phone with them. And that sucks. Right. Right. So to to have an active participant in your business who is, you know, like, like thinking about you when you're not around is great. I really appreciate that. Um, I really have a hard time when uh, standard stuff, you know, you pitch me on the leadership, we build a relationship and then I get pitched off to a junior. Yep. You know, first meeting that sucks. Um, no offense to juniors out there. I know you're building your career. You got a lot to do. I'm here to help you do that. But at the same time, um, you're not thinking about my business in the same way that a member of the senior leadership team would be. Yeah. Right. Um, so I guess, I guess in a nutshell, that's, I don't think I'm unique in terms of how. I don't think so either. Right. What I ask about. So yeah. So the lesson, right. So, so, you know, PR people listening, like don't, don't be condescending, be honest, be transparent, right. Be upfront. Yeah. Um, You know, be sincere, uh, care about who you're working with and what you're doing. I mean, these, and you know, these kind of like life lessons, right. I mean, it's (laughs) PR, but shit. I mean, I, I feel like I tell my kids these things all the time. Yeah. Right. Whether they're talking to a teacher or a coach or, yeah, you know, whomever. And, I mean, it's just and, the way you're supposed to operate. And I would say this to clients. I, I don't, when I hire a consultant, I don't hire a consultant to do magic for me. I hire a consultant to help me with a problem that I'm too stupid to do myself. Mm. You know? So yeah. I, don't ex- I don't expect a PR company to come in and like, you know, deliver the world. But I would just like somebody better than me working on this problem. Yeah. Right on. Uh, that's good stuff. I, I appreciate it. I'm sure people listening do as well. Um, thank you for that. And I appreciate all the, the nice things. Maybe uh, you can come speak at my 50th birthday in a couple of years. <laughs> well, <laughs> whichever comes first. Um, hey, hey, Dave, can we, can we, uh, can we shift to some, some, uh, some gimmicks, semantics, some, uh, oh, some games, oh, man. Yeah. These yeah. are the games. I love, I love Razzle Dazzle. Okay, let's dazzle them. Let's dazzle them. So I, I, uh, I concocted this stupid idea. Uh, we'll call the PR dating game, uh, and and you know I thought what we'd do like so. Jordan's 
definitely been in the position, Dave, you and I have been in the position of like trying to woo um, a client, right? So we're, we're going to do this, Dave, you and I are going to try to woo, <laughs> we're going to try to woo Jordan. We're going to try to earn Jordan's business. All right. For the youngins out there, yeah. is the dating game still around? Did they re reconstitute that? Is that Chuck Woolery? I don't think it's been, yeah. it's, it's come back in a few different forms. So you, yeah, yeah so there's a single person choosing between a couple of people on the other side of a wall. Yeah. And you only hear their voices. <laughs> right. So I'm going to be the hot blonde and uh, <laughs> you could be the, uh, the, the mischievous brunette. So, so, so Jordan, you're, we're going to go three rounds on this. We'll try to make it quick in case this ends up stupider than I think it, that it is already. Um, and Jordan, you, after each round, you can kind of give us an idea which way you're leaning. Okay. And then okay. we get to the end of round three, you can go, you know what, I'm going to go with, you know, the blonde or the brunette, you know, uh, and, 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 and we're, we're, I, we're removing gender orientation from this. Yeah, no, no, like, yeah, it doesn't no, matter yeah. who you could be a good looking brunette man. Absolutely. Or, right. To be clear, yes. we're pitching your PR business. Like we exactly. Data yeah. exactly. All right. So there's a PR dating game business pitch. But it's 2021. Who am I to judge? That's exactly right. So it's on the uh, up and up. So, so, so here's, so I'll start off, uh, Jordan, um, uh, I, I, you know, thanks for, for, for taking my call. Uh, it's, I, I've been wanting to talk to you. Um, I've, I've kind of admired your company from afar. And, uh, and I was thinking that if you, if you dated me as your, as your PR person, uh, I was thinking I would send you, first of all, I would send you a beautiful holiday card every year with pictures of me and the whole team here at, at the company and maybe even pictures of my family and kids playing playing ball and I'd send you a gift basket. And I and I won't bill you for it, but if probably, but if I do, I won't mark it up as high as I usually do when I send these these gift baskets out. Okay. That's that's my initial pitch. Dave uh, So so that's all fine and dandy, but if you were to date me actually mm. uh, <laughs> right? um, uh I won't push back when you tell me to lead all your pitches with, this is the most important pitch you're going to receive today. Journalists love that. And, you know, I'm going to get you there. So you, you ought to be dating me. What do you think, John? Uh, After round one, who do you, who do you favor? Candidate, candidate number one, can you tell me what's in the gift basket? Is there anything <laughs> good in the basket? Well, uh, I, I, uh, I live in the Bay Area, so there'll be some uh, edible, mar edible marijuana. Uh, and, kombucha? Uh, is there a kombucha in there? Kombucha. Yeah, is absolutely in some it? kombucha. Yeah, it'll be a, a, you know, it'll be a, a smorgasbord of, uh, you know, we'll have some like, you know, there'll be a vest because in all Silicon Valley gift baskets, there's a, there's a vest. And, and some all birds. <laughs> yeah, some all birds. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think I got to go with number one because, only because number two is not going to give me the coverage. Number two is just going to some all the journalists. <laughs> Smart man. Losing out to all birds. I suck. And yeah. I love, I need a pair of shoes, man. <laughs> all right, good. All right, let's move on to round two. All right, so, uh, Jordan, uh, I'm putting on my best, uh, uh, you know, my, my, my most sultry voice for this here. Jordan, uh, I'm going to build you the most exquisite media list you've ever seen. There'll be more rows and columns than you can count and hyperlinks to hyperlinks to hyperlinks of sites you didn't know existed. 
top that brunette. Yeah, Jordan, I'm going to do the same thing, but for analysts instead. And I'm going to talk to talk Gartner down from their 50K a year to a 50, 45K a year subscription. And you never even going to use it. <laughs> Jordan, you've got some experience so, with that. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so uh, so this is Gartner. Gartner, I like Gartner. And then uh, the, the uh, spreadsheet, is the spreadsheet locked or unlocked? It, it's hyperlinks to hyperlinks, baby. Yeah, a lot, a lot of links. As long as, I, as long as, the important thing is I need to be able to claim it as my own. Can I claim it as my own if you send it to me? Yeah, I'm going to share it to you over Google Docs and you can reach All right. Oh document. my God, but I've got the analyst in hand. For, yeah, I know, for... I know. I do, I think, I, I think I'm going to go with B only because if I can get a discount at Gartner, I can ring the gong at my office. Oh yeah, that, that is one of the hardest out. things to get. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, good luck with that. Then, so you, every time you talk to them to negotiate, it goes up. <laughs> every single every single time. Every single time. They sell you another God service. Bless Gardner, man. Yeah. Oh, uh, all right. Good, good call. Round three, final round. Jordan, I'm this is really we're pushing it here. I'm gonna <laughs> so much you won't be able to sit for a week. I'm going to promise that every product announcement will get you covered in the Wall Street Journal and every byline article in the New York Times. And they don't even accept byline articles from vendors. How about that? Oh, yeah. Well, Jordan, you'll never have to write anything again. And neither will your subject matter experts. I'm going to draft all your byline articles by reading your mind and your SME's mind. In fact, I'm going to train an algorithm to do it so you won't even have to pay me for my time. <laughs> that's good did did someone was someone inside my head for <laughs> are you listening to me talk to myself yeah, because that's me <laughs> you'd be crazy not to choose candidate b I, i'm ashamed of myself and it is really i mean the fact that you're trying to compete against candidate b is offensive <laughs> i've offended so myself i'm gonna bow yeah. out <laughs> Oh, that, that that was too much, Kevin, when you wrote that this week. I that was good fun. Thanks for joining the dating game, Jordan. You you did well. Well, um, I'll come out to Denver and come see you and make sure Well you we'll we'll be able to go out for dinner and then you'll uh you'll mark it up and then yeah, mark it up. Absolutely. Yeah, up. Yeah. That's how we roll. That's how by the way, roll. you're paying for my flight there and back with the seven four five percent markup. So exactly. it'll be reflected in your invoice. All right. Yeah. Good. Good. Do, you, do you guys want to hit another game or two before we sign off? Yeah, let's do let's we can do one more. Well, we do two of the we gotta do rep fire in the first. So you pick one of these, Kevin, and we'll go from there. So uh let's let's go with this press release the beast and Jim, yeah. we'll hold your Jeopardy game for, for the next Oh yeah, time. yeah. All right, yeah, let's do that. So press release the beast. I don't know where I came up with this, is just another wacky notion, but I, I thought I found some headlines and I thought I kind of tweaked these headlines and turned them into uh, you know, press release headlines. There's story headlines. They turned into press release headlines. I'm going to read them to you guys. And Jordan and, and Dave, we're going to talk about it. But Jordan, you got to sign off. You're the executive of the company that's making the announcement. And you have to tell us whether or not you would approve this press release. Make sense? Yeah. 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 So we have approve or uh, what is, what is the disapprove? We say, yeah, basically fire your PR person. What else, <laughs> what else you got? Here's what I'll say. I'll say, yeah. what else you got? 
That's what, else you, <laughs> what else you got? Yeah. What else you got? Yeah. All right. So the first, the first press release headline is Norwegian Cruise Lines introduces quote now or never tour of the Arctic. Uh, you know because you know of global warming and, and the Arctic will be disappearing. So yeah. uh, you're the head of marketing at Norwegian Cruise Lines. Uh, what else you got or approved? So two two reasons. Um, a I like that our name is in the headline. And two, you've created urgency. And so ah. that's great. So I'm wow. going to approve. Approve. Wow, that's a way, way to break that down, Jordan. That's a smart marketer right there. That's an expert, man. That's, <laughs> man. that's right. That's right. Great point. The sense of urgency. All, right. All right. The next one. City of New York condemns organized crime for history of nepo nepotistic hiring practices. <laughs> um, <laughs> So um, first of all, I, I, I gotta, I gotta ask for what else you got because <laughs> um, nepotistic is not in my approved SEO keyword list. Good point. <laughs> I don't know who's going to search on this headline and drive traffic back to our site. It's Good. Problematic. Right. Good point. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great one. Uh, right on. I like it. We'll find something else for that. Uh, third headline study finds American women delaying motherhood because the whole thing blows. <laughs> um, is this a study that we, if this is a study that we've commissioned that it's approved right. because I got to, I got to read that one. I got to read that one. He threw money at the study and then now he's got to read it. <laughs> exactly. I feel, I feel like, I feel like that's a survey that we could have put together ourselves. We could have surveyed, you know, 500 women in executive positions. Does motherhood blow? Yes, no, or maybe. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's a, that's a strong headline, I think. Very strong, very strong. Yeah. 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 All right, here's, here's a long one. A founder of New England Barrel Company apologizes for making barrels in 1400s. Didn't mean for that to become family's identity identity for the next twenty five generations. Okay, okay. I feel like there. So, a, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. What else you got this? Because there's a joke in there. Some, some, something about <laughs> like there's got to be barrel roll. Oh, I see. Okay. Right? What's yeah, the barrel yeah, yeah. roll? There's a missed opportunity in that headline. Missed opportunity. So, what else you got? Got it. All right. All right. That's a fair point. I, I couldn't help that one though. Cause I, I, yeah, I mean, you could see that, uh, you know, I, I see that whole thing. What, what, what was the inspiration for that, Kevin? Honestly, from being, I stole all these from the onion, man. I, I, didn't, I, didn't, make, I didn't make a single one. Uh, all right. La last one. Facebook announces Mark Zuckerberg accepts full compensation for his. <laughs> <laughs> Any, yeah, anytime we can take a jab at Zuckerberg, I There we go. Atta boy. Atta boy. I love it. Well done, Jay. Well done. All right. Um, last game here. We do this for every show. It's rep, fire, refer. Jordan, you get to pick um, uh, who you're going to rep, who you're going to fire, and who you're going to refer. And right. Kevin, I, I, we didn't get a chance to catch up on this, so I'm going to allow you to provide the context right. and so the choices here. I, you know, Jordan is based. So Jordan's options are Denver, Iowa, and New York City. Now, Jordan. Wait, wait, wait. It, wait yeah. Denver. I thought they were in the basket NBA playoffs. Oh, yeah, that's right. They didn't make it. 
to the end. Oh, <laughs> now, now I have to delete it. I have to delete this podcast from my Apple Oh, don't do it. Don't do it. We'll win you back. He's coming to make you dinner, man. Yeah. I'm, I, I, I'm your date. <laughs> yeah, I was, you were going to, you were going to mark up my costs. Great. You were going to come it's out. Now, so next thing you know, swipe <laughs> left. <laughs> I, I know so Jordan's based in Denver uh, and and so I wanted to put Denver in there. Uh, Jordan studied in uh, in New York City at NYU and Jordan in Iowa. That's correct. At, uh, at, at, at the university. Correct. Am I getting yeah. that right? You are right in all three cases. I've lived all three places. Good. So you've got to rep one of those places as their PR consultant. You've got to fire one, and you've got to refer one. So, uh, okay, this is going to be relatively easy. So I am going to rep New York City because anybody who's lived in New York City for any period of time acts like they know New York City, 100%. So I'm going to rep New York City because that's my my lot in life. Um, I am going to fire Iowa. No disrespect to, to Iowa, but we're never we're never going to be together again. And then, uh, <laughs> how, how long did you live out there, by the way? Uh, I was there for two years. I was in Iowa City. It's charming. It's charming. And I had a, I had like a, I had a house. It was right on campus. It was four hundred dollars a month. Wow. It was mm. great living. But you know, <laughs> a Jewish guy in Iowa City uh, is not going to find a home there. So it's a lonely uh, place. Yeah. It's a lonely place. I'm going to fire Iowa, and then I'm going to refer Denver because every or uh, everybody needs to come to Denver. It's yeah. great. Living's pretty great here. So it'll be easy for them to find representation. I think so. Yeah, I agree. Denver's a is an up and coming place. It's no pretty doubt. solid. Uh, sports teams notwithstanding. <laughs> tough Sorry, Jamal Murray's <laughs> Yes. Hey, Jordan, thank you for being on the show. I, it was fantastic, particularly the insights that you shared, and uh, thanks for playing the games with us. It was it was a lot of fun. I hope you enjoyed yourself. You guys, this is great. Um, I really appreciate it. Any chance I get to talk to Kevin for free when I don't get a bill? <laughs> I'm billing you for this hour. I forgot. I forgot. Oh, man. But it was a good time. Yeah, Thanks a lot. Thank you yeah. so much. This was great. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're back next week. Uh, we're going to be talking social media uh, and uh, talking about that. Thanks again, Kevin. Thanks again, Jordan. We'll see you yeah. all soon. Boom. <laughs>